This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Well, it's fun, Natalie. We haven't done one of these in a while, but we have a guest host today. Um, is this going to take away from my position as like co-host? Now we have a, yes. a guest host. Am You've I diminished? Been replaced. Shit. <laughs> well, it could have been a nicer home. person. <laughs> I'm not over. No, she's not taking it over. She's got her own podcast. Okay, she doesn't need ours. Oh, that's right. We only allow on seasoned podcast hosts here. (laughs) (laughs) No, but she is a friend of ours. And so I want everybody to welcome Susan Friedland, who is a podcaster at the Horse Illustrated's Barn Banter. She is an author just like we are, an all-around cool-ass chick. Oh, wow. Thank you. You're welcome. It's true. You know, I always talk about you in a nice way and to your face. No, I'm just kidding. I always talk about you nice. No, I always say nice things about you. I expect nothing less from you, Heather, than to say nice things in front of my face. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know I love you. So like I always I always tell people the story that when I first started blogging, you were one of the first Instagram accounts I followed. And I thought it was so cool when you were like kind of giving me feedback about places to to join and conferences and things like that. And so I feel in a lot of ways that like you were like almost a mentor to me when I started. Wow, Accidental. thank you. <laughs> Whether you wanted to or not. <laughs> Look what you unleashed on the world, Susan. <laughs> You're <I'm stuck>. proud. <laughs> Well, now here you are. You've got your own podcast. You've got um, your own books. Like you're just unleashing your own stuff on the world. A little bit at a time. Baby that's, steps. That's, I mean, so right now you're the world's foremost expert on uh, Marguerite Henry, the great uh, children's horse book novelist, and um, are traveling the country telling people Marguerite Henry's stories and about hunting down her history for your gorgeous book. Marguerite, oh my god, the book the is so me. pretty. So pretty. Yeah. She's gonna and show you, it. Patreon viewers get to yeah, see it. So cute. I and love she that. She's like a life size foal that she's got and she carts around to these events. Let me tell you something. She's good when she came to was that Kentucky last year? When it was a Kentucky three day event, and I was there with Tabor Tinny Quine books, and Susan comes up, and it might be the first time I met you, Susan, but you came up with your the Marguerite and Misty sticker and like just kind of held it out, and I just shrieked. Well, you know what, Natalie, that was a monumental thing for me because, you know, as you guys know, as writers, sometimes you're in your own head and I'm like, okay, Marguerite's so cool. And every, I love Misty of Chincoteague and I'm going to write this book and it's going to make people smile and want to reread all those amazing books from childhood. And I'm going to make a sticker because everyone loves stickers and you really don't know until you're out into the world. You know, maybe it's just this fantasy I have. Yeah. Right. Like, awesome. are people actually going to read it? 
Yeah. So when your response was so enthusiastic about the sticker and, you know, I, I fangirl over both of you and Natalie, especially because you're such a prolific author and you've been doing this for so long. And no, don't fangirl but, over Natalie. She's too in her head already. I mean, like, well, prolific does anyway, not equal quality. <laughs> I was just like, you know, Natalie thinks it's cool. It must be cool. I'm well she, known as a tastemaker in my circles. <laughs> I lived in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, is that the bar now? Like that's always been the bar. That's why I moved there, so I would have that kind of credibility behind me. Uh, <laughs> that the street address was solely for cred. Uh, Wait, I no, mean- I'm just going to interrupt you, right? Oh, right. Susan hasn't gotten the memo because Susan, our job as co-host for Natalie is to keep her humble, which will okay. never happen. <laughs> oh, okay. So we got to just, you know, like bring it down a notch. We can't be too nice to her is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's the only love language I understand is be, people yeah. being cruel well, to me. I mean, Heather, you've got that little bit of kind of Jersey girl edge, even though I know you're technically from California, which I, I, I feel like I should dig into the Heather Wallace story because. <laughs> oh, the conspiracy to- goes deep. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Natalie's had every job known to man. I got to have something in my backstory. You've okay? got some mystique where your backstory don't light up, girl. <laughs> I'm going to be going to Ancestry.com and newspapers.com, yearbooks.com, all the dot-coms. Where- oh, I've got stories, baby. I can <laughs> – I've got receipts. Oh. But I feel I – feel, I love that, like, the sticker story is the way to start because – I love stickers. That's you just, really do. I love stickers. I used to have sticker books when I was a child. And I, I kind of miss sticker books because they gave you a place to put your stickers where you felt confident that it was where they belonged. Because one of the greatest um, like uh, uh, decision paralysis moments that I have is where to put a sticker. It's so bad. I'm so I put afraid. Them on my tumblers, and then I I lose my tumblers. That's the thing. Oh, or I wash them, and it like yeah. stickers go, or you run out of room, and then you have more stickers. But do you go to a new tumbler? But what about the old stickers? Yeah. I have a lot of unused stickers. Well, I have well, some on my laptop. But what happens yeah. when I upgrade? I'm afraid to put anything on my laptop. It was too expensive. <laughs> Well, I have a case. I have a case around my laptop. That's a good, it's like a that's protective what I case. Do. So I put that's it on the protective case. Because mine's very dirty, too. So I would make the most well, sense. You know, you two are giving me a great idea, and we could do this together. Combine Ooh. forces, create sticker books for adult horse girls. Oh my God, that's so cute. We should totally do that. I think I have that in my notes app somewhere. <laughs> What you don't you make, have in your notes app, Natalie? I mean, Jesus. For damn sure. But they make, you can get sticker sheets made. And every time I see a sale on different like productions from Sticker Mule or something, I kind of go and be like, if I were to drop everything today <laughs> and do this promotion, what would I do? And I have considered big sticker sheets, but a book would be even better. We a could put all of our characters fun. in them. It, we could, and we could even make like themed days where you can have like, um, you know, like if you go to an event like Retired Racehorse Project, you have to like get a certain number of stickers, like go on a sticker scavenger hunt. Oh my God. Oh, or like my gosh. Equine Fairy could do like a, like a Taberton Books Trafalgar sticker hunt where you got to like go up to Jim Masterson and get his sticker from him. Or you, got, you know what I mean? Like that would be 
kind of amazing. This is the best idea I've heard all year. And here we are close, almost 365 days of a great year. 2024. And you just killed it. Susan started it. Heather brought it home. I'm going to take credit for it. (laughs) No, 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 no. Listen, this is a collaborative effort. It is officially documented on this because I will edit you out, Natalie. That is the problem with you being the editor. That is the issue. (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's go. Oh, an idea was born. I'm so excited. I, you know what? You can have credit. It's fine. Um, well, that's okay. We need you to do like the the hustle and the marketing because like that's your jam. Part. See, yeah. I'm an ideas person, but I don't know how to execute because I've never done a sticker book. But I actually I was at Hobby Lobby earlier this week looking for some stuff, and I saw a little Christmas like nativity sticker book, and I was drawn to it because you know, stickers and I'm too old, obviously. But then I thought of a seven-year-old that I know that I'm not related to. It's just a seven-year-old that I know. And I thought she needs to have this. So I bought it. Well, now we know adults do need sticker books because facts and we have to just create the best. We could even do like Mad Lib stickers where like you have to finish a sentence, like adult version with like drinks and bad words, like I'm thinking, you know, the word badass, like Mayor Goods has, and like, that. like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you like fill in fun. their page. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is such I, a good idea. So, New Year's resolution 2020. I feel like my face is going off the screen here. With that. That's uh, New Year's resolution 2024 to become a sticker book mogul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I did I mean, just get a thermal printer, I could print my own stickers. Do those last? Is the thermal printing? That's not like receipt paper. The face. A real sticker. Like, what do you mean? Does it last? Like, it's a real sticker paper. I don't, I don't, we don't have to have this conversation right now. Maybe. (laughs) What do you think? What are you saying? I don't buy quality shit. I'm I'm just, uh, I'm just not sure what it's, um, you know, best, best suited for. But I don't know. I don't know what your printer's like. All right. I had a fight with my printer this morning that was so epic. I told the hay guy about it. And the hay guy, and I quote, said, well, okay, you have a good day now. <laughs> so that oh was the end, end of the conversation with the hay guy. He's like, so, she's lost her ever-loving mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've had much longer conversations before, but he was not hit there for my printer conversation. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll have to go offline and talk about the sticker book idea because I feel like it's a winner. And then it would be really so fun at events where people like come up and like, you know, we only have special edition stickers. They have to come over to talk to us to get, you know, and things oh like God, that. Oh my God, I love bribing people to talk to me. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Please pretend you like me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, it's such a good idea. Wow, Susan. You made that happen fast. Five minutes online and we're just like, we have a new business proposition. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you know, this is the best thing is brainstorming, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and so um, not to change the subject, but, you know, I like to hop around. I mean, the whole topic of today is like childhood obsession. And so what is more obsessive than stickers? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh Uh-oh, she's going to show us something else cool. She brought props, guys. Look at those. Those are briars. So that's what my childhood obsession was, is briar. So she's got Brighty and Misty, the foal, the foal version. Well, this Much is more stormy. attractive. Stormy. That's a, it's a, that's a prettier mold than, than Misty. 
if I may say something that's slight, slightly anti-Misty. The, the mold is not amazing. Oh, you can say anti-Misty. Well, I will say, though, truth Braid be told, I just got him this year. Oh. He's super cute. <laughs> I never had him. And um, one of the people I got to know through obsessing over Marguerite Henry is like a hardcore Brighty fan. And so I knew who to reach out to because I don't know how to bid for like I tried to buy Brighty on eBay. And I think it was like 40 bucks or something I'm like, oh, that's not bad. Well, I immediately drove up the price. And so then, like, well, no, the strategies for doing online auctions and so um all that to buy it say, now yeah i do the buy it now like i can't do it at this price i reached out uh her instagram name is desert sun studios and i was like could you please help a gal out to get a brighty and she had different options because like the same mold same horse will have kind of different coloring based on oh. the year or whatever so I just thought he was super cute. Oh, that's cool. Well, you want to hear a horror story? Um, I had the most epic Briar collection when I was a kid. Like, that was my thing. Like, Black Stallion books and Briar horses. And when I went to college, um, yeah, my mom got rid of all my Briars. I don't even know what she did. She just, fuck, she just fucking chucked them. So, like, I, I never got the true story. But, like, some garbage man slash Salvation Army kid got the holy grail of collections. <laughs> it was, it's a travesty. I'll bet I, she sold them and didn't tell you because she didn't want you to know how much money she made on them. I, I can't bring myself to buy more briars because I'm just afraid that they're never, they're, they're going to disappear in the night. Oh, like, <laughs> it's like a real trauma. Oh, that's so well, sad. She made the briars go away. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, Heather. And I don't know if this will make you feel any better or worse, but um, as you know, I taught middle school for many, many years and there was a theme. Now, I didn't read it a lot, but when students would write like a personal narrative, at least three different times, there was some storyline of the kid went to summer camp, came home, and the parents said that the dog ran away. Ran oh, God. away. What on okay, earth? But the worst was, and the kid read the story out loud to the class, the sixth grader. <gasps> I'll never forget. Oh my God. He had a pet rabbit and he went somewhere and he came home and the rabbit was gone and his grandfather had eaten the rabbit. <gasps> but the kid was cracking up as he read the story. And I do believe <sighs> it was true. And I, I, they were from a culture that I think probably does eat rat. I, mean, I don't know. People eat rabbits, but sure. I didn't But not usually it. pets. <laughs> and yeah. the kid laughed. He was la like, I, I think it had happened when he was maybe six, seven or something. And he was recounting it as like, and a that child today has killed no less than 18 people. In Either that or he's got four personalities. <laughs> yeah. Know. You don't want to get hardened to death that young that you can wow. laugh about it. So, I mean, you're, I'm not trying to diminish the, the, the no, trauma. No, certainly mine's. Mine's not nearly as traumatic as that. That's the, <laughs> you took it to a dark place, Susan. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. We, we embrace that here. I have uh, all the briars that I ever had, which was only, I only have, I think, four or five briars. And one of them I got when I was like 19 or 20. Um, and the others I got at various points as a kid. And some were actually gifts from friends because they were expensive. And it was kind of a wonder 
I had a horse at all. So there was no like, there was no fun money for fake horses in the house. <laughs> but I had Gem Twist, who was very important to me. But I found out um, many years later, I still have Gem Twist, who's on my bookshelf, that his braids are painted wrong. I always oh. thought, I thought it was so funny that his braids are are painted like vertically, like a white line, a red line, a white line, a red line, um, as if they were as if like the yarn was hanging down <laughs> instead of one straight line of red that goes the whole way down the main that was to indicate the yarn. Does that make sense? They're vertical instead of horizontal, the red painting. So he's like a little circus horse. Oh, so I feel like my... we should go get him and, and show him to us. <laughs> far away from where you are Clearly, right it's a very confusing concept, and I should have brought it up. Um, no, I, I get what you said. Note to self, show, don't tell. Natalie, you're an author, right? No, I'm just kidding. Vertical means up and down. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I understand what you're saying. It took he me looks a minute like to an think awning. about the red. An and awning? I was like, oh, it's supposed to be yarn. So it, Yeah, it, he's know, supposed to have red braids. And so what I found out later was that the the mane should be white with a horizontal line running down that like follows the crest of his neck with a red line that follows the crest of his neck and that would be the yarn in each braid but his are stripes that go down every other line of his mane i wonder if that person ever got fired for that <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if that one is worth like $500 yeah maybe. i would sell yeah i would if you're going briar fest you'll have to bring him in 2024, because yes. you know someone there will know for sure. They Somebody could identify will steal him, him from me. It's probably coveted. Well, I don't know. He's, not, he's Is he in the box? No. I'm no. not a box person. Me neither. Things are meant to be played with. And yes, I I'm, mean that in every manner. In every manner. <laughs> I mean, one of them is laying, has been laying on her side on the bookshelf for like four weeks because the cat knocked it down and I keep walking past it. But it's like not where I walk. It's like four feet away from where I walk. So I have too much effort to go like fix it. (laughs) It I'm doing stuff, girl. I got things going on. You could just say that one's sunning. Yeah. Yeah. She's having a nap. Oh my God. (laughs) This is my favorite time of year. Not to digress, but I love to is I went off to finally saw my horses for the first time in a couple of weeks and delight was like laid out flat on the sand, just sunning himself. Hmm. And it's my favorite time of year when they do that. And then I went in and I sat on like my little hay ball to sit with them. And they both came and stood over me and, and, and watched me for about half an hour while I just sat there with them. That's really nice. It was really Everybody's cute. chill. It's windy yeah. here. So it's like drama season. But I was yeah. on a, I was on a phone conversation yesterday, and it was it was like a fairly important conversation, and I was you know feeling out the vibes, and I was watching Ben, and it was the middle of the afternoon when I would usually ride him, and I watched him just lie down and stretch out. I thought the vibes are good. We're good here. <laughs> ben doesn't sense anything bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gotta trust the vibe. So yeah, so my briar is definitely napping. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to obsess over briars too much because of the price point. I had mm. so many different kinds of horse toys. Um, so I had you know, like a stable of many breeds, let's say. <laughs> Somewhere the My Little Pony breed. <laughs> I had the My Little Pony stable and I was obsessed with that. Oh, Bar- yeah. I had Barbie and her horses. But I loved My Little Pony I had a stable. She-Ra horse. Remember She-Ra? 
I love She-Ra. I hear she's got a show. Like, I guess He-Man's back. Oh, yeah. I think so. Maybe on, like, Netflix or something. That's what I hear. I don't know. I had a I had a see-through pink She-Ra horse. Good size. And uh, I took it in the bathtub. And that's where all my toys ended up. And, uh, huh. and it got soap inside of it. <laughs> it wasn't nearly as attractive after that. What about, did anyone have, like, the Rainbow Bright Unicorn horse? No. Is that is that pulling it like way out from it's the eighties? It's a little well, like I, I would. I'm I liked bit, it. I'm but... older than you guys, so. Well, did you have Rainbow Bright or like? I've heard of it, but oh. I, I was probably in college. <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh my that's... god, you were not. <laughs> now that would be like the perfect time to collect Rainbow Bright esque things. <laughs> if you were in college, you'd be like, "I'm so obsessed with Rainbow Bright." It would make perfect sense. <laughs> I uh, I because it was slightly. Before my like collecting toys time, where it, I liked it, but it wasn't on very much for me. So it was yeah, My Little okay. Ponies for me. Yeah, I loved My Little Ponies. My, um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I actually have a My Little Pony Halloween costume I bought for this year, and uh. yes, I do wear it. It's a onesie. <laughs> so, but is it classic My Little you. Pony or new? It's new, My Little Pony. And no, I didn't have any pictures taken of it, me in it this year, but I will. Yeah, I should have. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get that done for you. You should bring it on the cruise. That sounds like an amazing idea. For formal night. <laughs> I guess I better find something to go with it. <laughs> that or I'll just wear a tux. <laughs> put a, you could put a, a lead rope on me and be like, this is my furry. It's <laughs> the furry grills. Yay. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but I would probably do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do anything for the likes, right? <laughs> no. I would just do anything not to wear a dress, let's uh, be honest. Mm. <laughs> I'm not a fan um, of that. And so, yeah. So, Susan, I don't know if you know or if it's too late, but like Natalie and I are going to be unleashed on a cruise in the middle of the ocean in <laughs> February. And it might be a good time. You should probably think about coming. <laughs> I, okay. So, I've only, I don't even know what to say. I'm so flattered. <laughs> I don't have a great history on boats, like a ski oh. boat on a lake. Cool. Um, I went deep sea fishing many, many moons ago and got very seasick. I get seasick. Oh, okay. And so I just, I don't know if it's, I'm a land lubber as they say. vibe. Yeah. But it sounds amazing. Well, we'll take pictures and we'll, if we dress up, we'll tag you. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to go out of our way to make it as ridiculous as possible. So. (laughs) I don't think I have to go out of my way at all. That's just where I idle. Uh, <laughs> the channel marker is here as she goes for it <laughs> yeah i will right. my problem is i gotta find the outfit because i don't know where i put it oh. that just tells you i have that many just blends in with everything else in your closet your yeah. my little pony outfits that's correct i've got a whole <laughs> section of stuff that i could pull out i'm just gonna wear plaid i'm gonna be a lumberjack <laughs> plaid on a cruise that's a weird vibe but that's Whatever, fine. man. I know. I like it. So, okay. So, childhood yeah. obsession. So, we've covered the Briars, mm-hmm. the My Little Pony stickers, of course. Um, I was really into the Black Stallion movies. I read oh. the books, Was loved the books, 
but the movies, those are my go-to. Like those are my, what do they say? Roman empire kind of vibe. Like there was something about this amazing wild horse and this boy with a special relationship with it. I'm like, that's awesome. I just always was like obsessed. Books, hardcore for me. The Black Stallion books literally made me who I am as a human. I've only seen both movies one time each. And oh my, they didn't yeah. do it for you, huh? They didn't do it for me. I mean, very pretty, super pretty, like in the beginning. But I was like, I don't know. They just kind of uh, movies tend to lose me <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you're not really a TV person. Mm-mm. No, and adaptations never make me happy ever which is why i'm so, learning screenwriting because uh, <laughs> you need more things to do um everyone needs skills so you're saying if they made like a misty of cheek teague book like you wouldn't watch i mean movie you wouldn't watch it Natalie? i don't know well there is one it's from the 60s mm-hmm. and uh they show it every year during pony penning week and it's kind of fun because the foal that is supposed to be Misty was, I don't know if it was a bay, it was a dark colored foal that they kind of dyed to look, oh. you know, like a Palomino Pinto. And so there's some scenes late, like toward the end or somewhere in the movie where it's like, oh yeah, I think the horse's name was Emma, if I remember correctly. Um, but the people of Chincoteague are very proud of it because... It was shot on location um, on Chincoteague Island. And so there were just a handful of actors, like the main characters, um, and then all the you know people that are the extras and kind of smaller parts went to Chincoteague locals. And That's cool. Yeah, so I've seen it um, you know, on the big screen, and I, I have a VHS of it, which I don't have a means to play that back. But it's a sweet movie, but it definitely, you know, from the era, some of those older movies are are slow moving. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just, I I mean, I think in most cases, a book is better than the movie. Oh, agreed. Yeah. You could put so much more in the book. If anyone likes to do documentaries, I would love to be uh, part of a documentary about the life of Marguerite Henry because I feel like I have enough information and she was such a lovely individual and i can kind of see scenes i know nothing about screenwriting but hey yeah. natalie but apparently natalie up. does i know two <laughs> Chica Chica courses two, <laughs> two of my clients are cheeky courses really so, so yeah. we can pass to now we can go ahead okay. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i would, I, I would watch the, a documentary universe, by the way sorry yeah yeah, yeah. you, you got to put that out there and see what comes back at you mm-hmm well, I yeah. do have two or three friends that do make documentaries, so you never know. Huh? Yeah. You know. Although I want first dibs, so, you know, just saying. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do any of that stuff. Okay. Well, there's a sense of urgency I have, and that is that um, a handful of the people that were my uh, sources that knew Marguerite firsthand, they're up there in years in their 80s. Right. You got to get on it. Yeah. You should. <laughs> You should, well, you should gauge the level of interest. And then if you get any backers, you know, like production wise, there's a couple of people I can introduce you to that might be interested in, in like shooting it for you. So, but yeah, it's hard because when it comes to filmmaking, it's all about like, who's got the funding. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. Well, there's, you know, there's I Kickstarter. I more stickers. 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because you're at a higher price point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you could. I bet you could make it happen. I feel like you could. Like you call yeah. it enough favors. You get some video diaries done, like right away. You know, go next time you're mm-hmm. around. Say, hey, can I have half an hour of your time and sit in front of a camera? And you know, you just really need an iPhone on a tripod to hold it still and talk, talk. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's one of the things that like when Sid and I were writing this book, um, because uh, we were doing it on Zoom and we recorded all the episodes. So that way, you know, she's had five strokes. So if she were to have another stroke or there was going to be a problem coming out that like we had it on video, and we could use it later for like her, in her words kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you'd be surprised at what people can do, but where there's a will, there's a way. So mm-hmm. you just got to put that in the universe and start uh, American Horse Publications would be a great place to start for that. True, true. By the way, when is your book uh, with Sydney coming out? Uh, right now it's scheduled for July of 2024. It's listed on Barnes & Noble already. Uh, the working title is Beyond Expectations. So I'm excited. We're about to start edits, which I'm less excited about, but, you know, part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so since you know the editor, you can't just yeah. cuss her out or anything. <laughs> hope Becca's nice to me. I'll just ply her with a whole bunch of wine for the holidays and mm-hmm. hope that she's nicer to me. <laughs> oh, you're editing it, Natalie? No, 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 no. no. Becca oh. is the editor from Trafalgar. Oh, is, right, right, you know, right. She's okay. the editor. Right, so, you know, um, the whole res- the en- engagement at the shows could really change. Like the respect level could just go down for Heather. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Becca- well, Becca's already read it. And so far, she's still talking to me. So, oh, that's I mean, okay. that's, that's, that was a risk, but we're there so she's like we're gonna start the edits and i'm like oh no you know oh, so we'll see. it'll be fine everything will be fine <laughs> so not not to change the subject but going back to kind of what the topic of your show is today about the childhood obsessions uh, just curious did you guys ever set up like jump courses in your backyard or do the pretend like, you know, galloping around, holding your hands like you're holding reins and uh, go like a do a barrel racing thing around a tree to, a, you know, lawn chair, etc. Yeah. When I was a kid, my backyard was a stable and the hedges each had stalls in them. And I was doing the Man- Monty Python gallop around before <laughs> I even knew what Monty Python was. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Monty Python does that too. Exactly. I was like, why are they copying me? It's so weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had so many jumps. I really liked, at one point, my grandparents had this backyard with us, a, a walk right up the back, um, like right through the center. And I thought that was great because it could divide it into two arenas. So I could have combined <laughs> tests. Very convenient. <laughs> That is and cool. I liked so I had a big time black stallion game going on in my head for a really long time, and um, I lived in a place where I could like ride my bike until late at night, and there were street lights every so often, so my street lights were my quarter poles, and so I could put on these races for myself in my head that I narrated, dictated to myself, um, with the with the street lights I could like time myself and make sure you know. I was the fastest horse in the quarter and stuff like that. And this kid came out one night and he was like, why do you keep riding your bike by so fast? Like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, nothing. I just like riding my bike fast. Oh my God. It was really embarrassing. 
Well, we used to do a lot of road trips when I was a kid because we would drive out to visit family in, in Kansas and, you know, there's a family of horse, cheaper to drive. So every time we passed a field, I would like imagine a horse like wild and free, just like running in the field, like alongside the car, like it was trying to chase me. It was I like used the to, dream I imagine horse. I was riding it. And I, oh, no. I still do that sometimes. Like <laughs> I, I don't still, gallop. No, no I still do sometimes. I look out like, and I, I remember do doing it when I was like six. And yes. No. My brain yeah. is stuck in that. I don't gallop anymore either. My God, I'd love no, to, but Ben is other. I'd I love to gallop, but um, not on a horse. I don't know. I mean, that would be weird. <laughs> but no. So I had, uh, yeah. So I would always picture the horse. Like for me, it was always about the connection, right? Black stallion. Like it was the horse that like right. had a special connection to me, so right. it followed me there. Oh, so okay. it would always, be, yeah. So that's for me. It was what it was. It wasn't about the riding even then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Susan, how about you? Did you ever do anything? like that or am I just a weirdo oh yeah no that's why I asked because I was kind of like fingers crossed please say you did that too (laughs) but um so in our backyard I remember I got very clever and I took a picnic table bench and turned it over and then you know how the the legs on a typical picnic table are kind of an x and then you could take a broom and put that you know, so it's like a cross or, you know, a small vertical. Yeah. And um, I have uh, two older sisters and I won't say which one, but one of them, and when I say older, they're seven and nine years older than me. And uh, they, they wanted a dog. And then my mom broke the news that they couldn't get a dog because they were getting a baby sister. And they were thrilled. We we have a good, even though I know one of our friends said that my sisters didn't like me when I was little and that I was bratty. That wasn't the case. So she was a good sport and was playing with my horsey, you know, pretend horse game in the backyard. And so I'm probably, I'm guessing she was a late teenager going around with me and we were doing our jump course. And she totally missed and like fell down. (laughs) Whoops. Rotational fall. (laughs) And this is the same sister. So I was not, um, both my older sisters played softball and I didn't. And, um, but you know, like my dad and we would play catch in the backyard or whatever and, you know, hit balls for fun. And so the same sister that had the jumping accident, um, was trying to show me how to swing a baseball bat or, you know, with a softball. And, uh, so she was like, no, don't do it like that. Do it like this. And she full on swung and it went straight through the window of the house. Like, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, okay. So not quite like that, but, uh, yeah, so definitely do that. But the other thing I did, and I do remember this, um, because of my older sisters, it's their fault that I didn't get a horse till I was, you know, a mid teenager after saving money for so many years, because they were in college. And, uh, you know, it's expensive. My parents were paying for their tuition. But um, with that, I, you know, like, had opened, you know, like a savings account when I was young. And then, also had this like hope chest. I don't know if you guys remember that, like brides with their hope chest. And my hope hope chest was a horse hope chest. Oh, and I, love I think that. I just had a brown box with like a marker scrawl, horse hope chest. And 
So we'd go to the local feed store and I'd buy a hoof pick and put it in there and yeah. a oh. brush and had all these things. So that one day when I got to have my own horse, you know, I had all the tools and the, not all the tools, but you know, many of the things that you would need. So that oh. I remember that from my childhood. That's I'm beautiful. Not- that is super cute. Did, whatever happened to the hope chest? Well, I got my first horse, Daytona, which, you know, um, young person, first time horse owner should not get a green three-year-old, but <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. He was a quarter horse. He wasn't crazy. He was just really smart and really stubborn. So his um, default, you know, he never did anything dangerous, but just like, yeah, I don't feel like dealing with you today, kid. And then as you're leading, you know, dart away and then you get like the burn on your hands, you know, okay, I want to canter you now. And okay, well, I don't feel like cantering. I'm just going to throw in a few bucks here and see you later. You know, so he did that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Did you like look at the newspaper every week and look at the classifieds, yes! right? And like highlight the horses for sale. Be yes, like, I, I could did. get that horse, right? Did you ever cut out the classified and just kind of like? That's how touch I found it gently? Him, classified ad. Oh wow! Back when you had to look in like paper. Yes, I still got my horse through a trainer, but. Honestly, it costs the same as the ones in the classified ads. This one knew how to jump, which probably the ones in the classifieds did not. There were classified <laughs> ads up at the bathroom at Equinifair. When I went to the bathroom, there was a classified ads posted for like a Pasofino that they were selling. I was like, people still do this? I, you know, I don't think it was legit or meant to be there. But um, yeah, they do have, even at the front of Equinifair, they have like this big board where you can put tickets to Fantasia and other things. And I think they were having like, hey, you want to trial this horse? Come over to this place and, you know, the um, the breed building and do this. And they were yeah. doing trial rides and things like that. I guess so people are looking for something specific because of it's, you know, because it's a special breed or something. As opposed to like they're in a program with a trainer who would have definite input into what they're riding or what they're bringing back to that trainer's barn, <laughs> which is my, my, when I was a kid, I was in a program and I was like, this is what you're permitted to have. Okay. Thank you. And he was a quarter horse. He was a chestnut quarter horse. So. Well, that's, that's all right. When it came time for me. Was. Yeah. And that's what horse. I got now. So full circle. We'll have to get you a quarter horse once, you know, you're ready for number two. Yeah, well, she's got her little thoroughbred, so she needs to hold on to she him. She needs for a another long time. horse. <laughs> yeah, you need to have two because we all have two. Yeah, so. we all have two. Well, <laughs> peer pressure. So no, well, here's the thing. So my one of my the sister that didn't fall down when we were jumping back in the day um, loves horses like I do, and she's kind of closing in at the end of her teaching career, and so I'm. Uh, the farm owner, I mean, she comes out and rides night once in a while, but it's kind of like, you know, this would be a good horse for your sister. And I would love for her to get a horse so we could ride together. Yeah. So that might, I'm trying to be, I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) If she does listen to us, that'd be pretty cool. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I have been showing my husband cute off track thoroughbreds. (laughs) And Last week I showed him one. I was like, look at this horse. Look at this horse. Look at this horse. She's like, she's really nice. She's really nice. And I was like, babe, she's only $900. And he said to me, he didn't say, 
we can't afford another horse. He said, this place isn't set up for a thoroughbred. And I thought, that's progress. <laughs> it is. So he, what he's saying is just not not this horse, just exactly. maybe no thoroughbreds. Well, what I'm hearing is that's a not yet to me. He is handy. He could set it up for a thoroughbred. Mm -hmm. I know. I've seen some of your electric fences, and I was thinking to myself today, like, Delight would walk through that like it was mm. butter. Like it would just, it would be like a bramble. He would it's, just walk. It's through. all dependent on a horse's respect of an electric fence. Oh, he and does respect electric. It's just is oh, it's Sardon, big it enough. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's a sensitive Sally mm. that one, but yeah, but I still don't want to rely just on electric. Yeah, for the, yeah, <laughs> I do. I it's been really useful for um for planting and rotation though. I'll give it that much. Yeah, like to stop mm. the place from turning into a sandlot or say, I want to, I want to seed this area or I want to rest that area it, uh, having a horse that respects temporary fences it's pretty useful for that I like that and also if trees fall on it I just pick it up that is nice and I still have a tree down in my back from the hurricane that's <laughs> just I just have temporary fence around it because I haven't sawn that tree up yet <laughs> can you just make it into a nice jump I this could but it's been down doing. over my yeah. back perimeter fence as well oh, yeah. <laughs> it took down the fence I, uh, I am blessed with many logs. <laughs> That's the thing. I have a pretty like wooded terrain up in Vermont. I haven't even, I bought my own little chainsaw and Jay has his major chainsaw <laughs> and I have yet to chainsaw anything because in the summer it's, you know, very uh, spidery and buggy and um, in the winter it's too cold. So like you have to get that sweet spot. Before, like when it gets warmer, but everything's still relatively frozen, and like the anyway, I haven't done it yet, but I should get video because I'm sure it'll be pretty fucking. That's funny. what I was going to ask you, and <laughs> I also would just like to pause and reflect here that we went full circle. Well, I don't know the circle, but we went from stickers to chainsaws. <laughs> That's the beauty: childhood obsessions and adulthood reality. That's true. We wanted fluffy ponies. We got chainsaws because fluffy ponies require a lot of weirdly masculine outdoor work <laughs> that is true <laughs> it's so funny the things that we know how to do and the, the the crap that we can use or that we don't bat an eye at that we only only because of horses you know it was like we did the the trailer eight episode Oh yeah, and how great. nothing makes us feel more like powerful than being the chick in the truck with the horse rig in the back. Yeah, you my know? husband like, can't back up a trailer. Exactly. I'm like, move over, son. <laughs> These male purview things, and we just own them. There's because we want to take our pony somewhere, dude. That's right. So childhood <laughs> obsession makes for women who are willing to do and learn anything to make it happen. Oh my god, that's it. That's so, so true. When I uh, need to learn how to drive a trailer. I can come to you guys. Oh, yes. Yeah. Teach me how. Yeah. Well, Natalie apparently has driven it all. Um, I am, I've learned to drive with an SUV in the wilds of New Jersey. So like, that's a vibe too. So I've yeah. I've driven with you. I've been in the car with you. <laughs> this case of Lexington. I remember. You're both alive. Okay. I don't want you ganging <laughs> no. up on me on this episode. No, I'm just kidding. You can gang up on me. I would like to learn to drive a semi-trailer. And when I, um, years ago, I sort of like ran a barn for a girl that rode hunters at a, at a high level. She was like 13 and she was obsessed with, um, 
I think Freightliner was her brand because she wanted a semi-trailer, a horse van so badly. Like to her, that was the symbol of equestrian everything. Because, you know, a lot of these big trainers have those enormous not-for-hire vans. Right. And it was so funny. I was like, what's wrong? And she was like, look at that truck. She'd be regular trucks like going down the interstate while we're going to a show she's like oh yeah there's a freightliner <laughs> you're 13 i want a horse box like they have in the uk but yes. they're, they're so goddamn expensive here that is definitely what is I that why like. we don't see more of them on the roads because they're expensive probably yeah, you I, see them sometimes here you lot. see them sometimes i see them every once in a while at equine affair and i always jump in the back and i'm like i could do this you know because it's, it's so much easier to drive rather than hauling behind you it's all connected and you know but what I noticed about those, because I did some research, because I was willing to put in some time and money, um, they're all V6s. Like, how do you haul weight like that mm-hmm. and not have a V8 at least? There must be something to do with, with efficiency and braking and the number of axles or something like that, that it's just beyond me. Yeah, it was be- crazy. Because they take them all over Europe. I Yeah, but Europe is relatively flat in some areas. If you would Think about never mind. I'm gonna retract that. That's fine. You can edit that out. Uh, (laughs) No, I think there's a. I do think there's a resistance in the U.S. to having a vehicle that is like just for one thing. A lot of people drive their trucks everywhere. Like I have a car, and I have a truck, and I only drive my truck for things that require truck use because it costs Mm -hmm. a lot of money to drive a truck, but. A lot of people will drive their huge diesel like, oh, I got to go buy a loaf of bread. I can't do that. And I think there's a resistance to, I'm going to buy this vehicle that I only use every six weeks to go to an event or something. Listen, I have a horse trailer. I've, I haven't driven it in a year. Well, that's why it's not a whole vehicle though. It's just a trailer. You drive the vehicle every day. I do. You're right. And it's a hell of a lot cheaper because I got it for like a song and a dance. And so the fact is it's kind of dance. It was honestly, (laughs) you really want to know how much I paid for it? No, no, no. I was making an innuendo. I do. (laughs) I did the the Lombada for this bitch. Okay. (laughs) I, so it was, it's a 2010 Chatelite three horse slant load combo. So it's a stance slant stock combo. Yeah. I think it retails for like 13, 14 grand. I got it for five grand with only like five uses under its belt. What? Yeah. Because it was given as a gift to the owner who had survived breast cancer, but she was too scared to drive it. And so she only drove it uh, with friends a couple of times and then it just sat on the property. So when I was looking and thinking about getting a trailer, she was like, well, I'll give it to you for five grand. I said, sold. Here's cash. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, woo. Yeah. Um, and so even though I don't use it all the time, my barn owner borrows it or I have it for emergencies. And like there was a year I used it like seven, eight times. It's just um, so it's already paid dividends. <laughs> it's just it's another one of those things. Like who would have thought a kid with the My Little Ponies would be That's like, right. all right, well, this is my specific horse hauling apparatus <laughs> i did put a sticker on it i did put a sticker on it oh what um it says on the back um hey get off my ass i think <laughs> and it's got like three horses on it vanity yeah and then there's a, she had a quarter horse sticker on it and then i got another decal that i haven't put on it yet because i need to clean it first so that, that's the barrier to entry on that one um but I think it said something like, if you can read this, you're too close. 
Mm. Right. Something like that. Like when, I have to I'd be irreverent in my I trailer. Get, yeah. I have a plan. When I get a trailer, I am going to put stickers from different events on it. So I'm going to put a Land River Kentucky sticker on it. Any event that I go to, I'm going to get a sticker. And I'm going to get – I saw one the other day that I really liked that just said, three, two, one, have a nice ride. And I was like, oh, I'm having that. I'm putting that on my trailer when I have my trailer. So that's my plan. So stickers, yay. <laughs> yeah, back to stickers. I think this is a done deal, Susan. So if you ever if you ever decide to get a trailer, you know, you can come to us first and we'll give you some advice. And stickers. About well, I, so during the pandemic, I was really bored and I – was having this kind of life transition, which people can um, read about uh, in Margaret, Misty, and Me. But I was like thinking of all the empowering things I could do to uh, just, you know, further my horse self, which I felt had to kind of be in the background in um, my failed marriage. Spoiler alert. Uh, so anyway, um, I screw that guy. Yeah, I did this poll on Instagram and Instagram stories about trailers. And I was like wondering like, okay, uh, you know, uh, ramp versus step up, you know, gooseneck versus bumper pull and all this. And I learned so much from just um, reaching out. And so I wrote a couple blog posts, which are on Saddle Seeks Horse, which is kind of funny because like the people come to see those blog posts and it's not like I'm the expert. I just like took information from other people. So now I'm inspired to listen to your trailering episode. Oh, you should. And it's one I of actually, our most popular it is a very episodes. popular episode. Yeah. And I actually even have a um, blog post on the timid rider for when I first started driving the trailer. Like I had a whole bunch of tips for like first time trailer owners and, you know, drivers. So that might be, uh, useful, but um, yeah, I'll have to check out your blog post as well because I do read your blog. But um, well, what? So we're 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 closing to an end here a little bit. So how we usually? I'm going to leave it on the stickers and trailers because that's you know two awesome topics. But <laughs> we usually end the last few minutes with an adulting win of the week. So we pick something that it was kind of like a good thing about adulting that happened to us or that we did this week. Um, we try to keep it positive. Even if you think of like, I took a nap today, like that's a win. Okay. So, um, Susan, I won't start with you. I'll give you a second to, to think about it. I will put the pressure on Natalie. Cause I love to wear her, her go, Ooh, uh, mm, because she's surprised every episode that we're going to talk about it. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Every time I do this, <laughs> then I have you to sound confused. Well, I get, you know, I get lost in my thoughts and um, I forget where I'm at a lot of the time and, you know, stuff happens. I tried to, I tried to do something today and, and it didn't work out, but it was forethought. I, I was going to go buy some drainage rocks to put in a, in an area that gets muddy because we're supposed to have like three inches of rain this weekend. But I put the wrong location into the tractor supply app. So I went to a store that didn't have the drainage rocks. So still waiting for the win here. That's <laughs> that's like, not really the win. <laughs> where, where is it? Uh, gee, um, you know, I did. I was really oh, so <laughs> my weeks are really hectic. Um, but my um, oh, I put a new book on pre-order. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Oh, was this the makeover horse? Yes. And so there's a, there's a, there's a story and another story. So the first story is oh, that 
that in last February, Amazon revoked my right to do Kindle pre-orders. <laughs> Because you had to cancel it a I couple times, right? I had to times, cancel right? one and then yeah. I had to cancel another. They were like, bitch, how dare you? I was like, this doesn't affect you at all. Everybody else is fine with it, but whatever. I didn't have to, I didn't have patience to deal with them. I was going through a lot. And so uh, I had this idea for this book and it like blew my mind and, and, and I'm tearing through this draft and I wanted to put it on pre-order on Amazon because if you read something on Kindle... Then when you finish, it says, hey, do you want to order the next book? And I want yeah, people to recommend know it. the next book exists. So I I was very brave and I emailed Amazon and, and stated my case for getting my pre-order rights back. And the reason why I say I'm very brave is because usually every time I email Amazon about something, they break something else <laughs> about my account. And I have a lot of stuff on my account. And I, so I'd been avoiding the conversation. I was like, it'll be fine. But it really felt important um, to share it with people. And then, and so they were like, like two seconds later, you know, somebody in India is like, oh, of course you may have your rights back. I'm like, okay, thanks. You know, click, 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 did a cover. It was great. Um, but the second thing is that I wanted to call this book The Makeover Horse. And I wanted to have part of the setting be at the Thoroughbred Makeover because I had such a good time. And I want to go to it every year, even though it is my anniversary weekend. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we usually would like go like I don't know Paris. I'm like no, we're going to Lexington. So Paris, Kentucky. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we did go to Honey, Paris. We're Kentucky. going to Paris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I had tomato pie, and it was amazing. So uh, I, but I, I looked and I was like, I don't think their makeover is trademarked. But these people are our friends, and we want to keep everything above board. And and they might not want me to use it in a fictional way. So before I made the title official, instead of making like a fictional. Um, you know, stand in for the Thoroughbred Makeover, I sent them an email. And I was like, this is what the book is like. And it's a romance. And I think the Thoroughbred Makeover would be such an awesome setting. And they wrote back, yes, please do use the Thoroughbred Makeover in your novel. And I was so uplifted and excited about that. Um, because I just think when I started in writing online, I started with Retired Racehorse Blog. And um, I was like, there was it was like me. I was like just writing the stuff, and nobody else was doing it. And now retired racehorses are this huge, huge market and deal. And I'm excited to sort of you know get back into it in a small way and be like, okay, I'm well, contributing it's a little bit. Yeah. And it's so much better than your tractor supply story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tractor <laughs> supply story did, did not work out. Um, <laughs> and the other day I was tired, and instead of working, I read a whole bunch. So that's a win. Yeah, it was a good book too. Susan, do you want to go next? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Can I tell a sh real short one and then a little bit longer one? Okay. We have five minutes. Okay. So the Sorry, short one is, um, as you guys know, I sell my books direct through a Shopify store. And I had this dear woman from Canada who was trying to place an order. And I didn't realize I didn't have it set up for Canada. And I'm not super techie. And so I was trying to figure out how to, you know, sell her this book so I could sign it and everything. And um, my friend Amy, you guys know, uh, we FaceTimed and she helped me set up. And so she was able to order. So I have my first order from my site to Canada. But the other one is um, with Margaret Misty and me, I've sold the book and a lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait to have my, you know, fourth grade granddaughter read this. And I'm thinking, oh. Not that it's uh, bad information, but they probably should read Beast of Shinkatee first. And 
just my writing, you know, I'm an adult, I've been writing for adults for a long time, and I'm not writing in kid language. And so I sent the manuscript to a children's book editor to create a middle grade version of the story. That's that is amazing. Yay. So I'm excited about that because I, I would really love to just, uh, I mean, Margaret Henry doesn't need my help at all, but I would love to shine a light on her author career and also shine a light on historical research as a former history teacher and shine a light on the awesome Shinkatig Pony subculture. So it's that's so cool. That is amazing. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. That's really, really cool. Well, mine is going to be real subtle. Um, (laughs) Well, so everybody who's been listening, like this is a really tough time of year for me. Um, Back-to-back events, Thanksgiving, I'm the mom, so I have to do all of Christmas. And um, so basically I'm drowning and I'm constantly ready to have a nervous breakdown. So um, all my book stuff is pending until January. And uh, I have just decided that I'm taking a vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a true vacation. I told everybody I work with, I said, do not, you're not getting on the schedule till January. Happy holidays. I love you, but I will not be responding for the next two weeks. Wow. And I am, I've, I've quit. I'm done. So I'm just going to focus on getting a little bit of rest, much needed self-care. And um, yeah, and and my horses are going to be a big part of that because they've been sorely neglected these past few weeks. So, you know, I spent some time with them in the paddock and uh, I decided that I've been hustling for so long. Now it's time for me to just kind of circle the wagons and take a little bit of care of myself and my family for the next couple of days. So that's awesome. I'm envious of you because I'm definitely headed for a crash. Oh yeah, no, I'm trying to circumvent the crash. Like yeah. I feel it coming. I'm on the verge of tears every day. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I don't have to be. That's no. okay. No. That's okay. So cool. So yeah. So you know, that's that's for all those adults out there who don't have cool books coming out. Um well, you I know, tried to tell a rock story. You did your rock story it was very uplifting. Um <laughs> No, no, it's funny. It's like, you know, because like things have been going really well. Really well. Like, I'm not complaining about all the things. But there's this sheer amount of things. Mm-hmm. I need to now take a little break. So um, I told everybody, like, I plan on getting a lot of writing done and a lot of Hallmark movies watched mm-hmm. and a lot of wine drank. Mm-hmm. It's going to be glorious. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just three adults. I know. They're so good. Where? I wouldn't say we're we're successful, but I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> Susan, oh my gosh! Well, you know, I every time we talk, it's always so much fun. And um, what everybody doesn't really realize is that like we're friends in real life. So it's super cool you came on here. And why don't you close us out and let everybody know where they can find you in case they want to go listen to you, read your books, and all the fun stuff. Oh, thank you. And it's, I was so excited when you guys um, invited me to be on the show, not just to, you know, have a chance to get to know some of your audience members, but uh, just hang out with you online. Um, Okay. So my old school equestrian lifestyle blog is saddleseekshorse.com. And from there, you can read about my off-track thoroughbred night and uh, book reviews. And um, there's information there, too, about all my four books. 
Um, and then as far as the podcast, Barn Banter is by Horse Illustrated. So if you just headed over to the Horse Illustrated uh, website, actually, no, like in Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, you could find the Barn Banter podcast there. And um, follow me on Instagram or Facebook, Saddle Seeks Horse. And um, yeah, it was really fun. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks for coming on and make sure you guys go check out her book, Marguerite, Misty, and Me. Thank you for being a little weird with us, horse girls. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show.